0: Chapter One of Moral Tales by Elisabeth Charlotte Pauline Guizot, translated by L. Burke. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter One: The History of a Louis D'or. Ernestine was passing with her mother through the arcades of the Palais Royal, stopping at every shop, longing for all she saw, now and then sighing heavily, and at each moment making the happiness of life consist in the possession of some attractive object the remembrance of which was effaced the moment after by some other destined in like manner to be as speedily forgotten she was however more especially interested by a toy-shop not that ernestine had any wish for dolls little carts or bureaus in which she could not even have put her thimble the drawers were so small she was indeed too old for that for she was already eleven but the sight of a moving picture in which were to be seen two men fighting a dog turning a spit a laundress a pavior, and a stone-cutter inspired her with a fancy which appeared to her much more reasonable she stopped her mamma in order to examine it more leisurely and her mother was kind enough to indulge her but the picture was then motionless ernestine thought it would be delightful to see all those figures in action especially the dog turning the spit, and asked if it would not be possible to beg of the shopkeeper to wind it up. Certainly not, replied Madame de Cideville. He did not place it there for the amusement of the passers-by. He would think I wished to purchase it. It would surely be very dear, said Ernestine. One Louis, replied the shopkeeper, who had overheard her. Oh, mamma," whispered Ernestine, how cheap for she had imagined that a thing so beautiful and so ingenious must have cost an enormous sum how delightful it would be she continued to obtain that for one louis there are said her mother many better ways of employing it and she passed on to the great vexation of ernestine who wondered to herself how it could happen that her parents who were so rich did not think it proper to spend a louis on so charming a thing as a moving picture in which a dog was to be seen turning a spit for ernestine like all children and upon this point she was more than usually inconsiderate even for her age thought her parents much richer than they really were besides she was not aware that there is no fortune however large which justifies unnecessary expense on reaching home she spoke to her father about the picture only fancy papa it might have been had for one louis oh how happy i should have been if i had had a louis of my own you would not surely have spent it upon that replied her father oh papa how could i have spent it on anything more delightful doubtless replied m de Cidville, it would have been quite impossible to have found anything more delightful but you might have found something more useful for a louis papa "'What is there so very useful that can be bought for one Louis?' As she said these words, Ernestine tossed in her hands her mamma's purse, which Madame de Cideville, on entering, had laid upon the table. A Louis d'or fell out of it. "'See,' said Ernestine, as she picked it up, "'to what very important use can this little yellow thing be put?' "'To what use?' replied her father. If I were to tell you all the important uses to which it might be applied, all the trouble that is sometimes required to gain it, all the danger there is in spending it badly, all the good it may do to those who are in want of it, all the evil it may make them commit in order to obtain it, you would wonder how any one could be even tempted to throw it away upon useless objects. Shall I relate to you the history of that particular Louis, all the adventures it has met with? and to how many uses it has been applied.' "'Oh, yes, papa. But how came you to know all this?' "'That I will tell you afterwards. At present I want you to look at it merely. It is not very ancient. It belongs to the coinage of 1787, so that it is scarcely five-and-twenty years old. Now listen to all that has happened to it.' Ernestine drew a chair to her father's side, that she might listen more attentively, and M de Sideville began thus: I will not tell you how much labour and time were required to extract from the earth the small quantity of gold of which this Louis is composed to separate it from the other substances which are generally found mixed with it to melt it, to coin it, etc It was in the year seventeen eighty seven that it came for the first time into the royal treasury, and that it was afterwards given out in payment of a regiment to which i know not by what chance several months arrears were due as the soldiers received five sous a day this louis served to discharge what was owing for more than three months pay to a poor fellow who had there been a war might during this time have fought in a dozen battles have been killed or at least wounded have died of hunger in a besieged city perished at sea or been eaten by savages had he been sent to fight in america but as it was a time of peace he had only caught an inflammation on the chest in consequence of having had to mount guard during one of the severest nights of winter and afterwards a cutaneous disease from having slept in the hospital in the same bed with a comrade who had it at length he recovered and as he was an industrious and well-conducted man and had managed by his occupation of barber to the regiment to make some little savings he was able, notwithstanding what I have mentioned, to send this Louis to his father, a poor peasant, at that very moment on the point of being imprisoned for a debt of one Louis, which he could not pay. The creditor was on the spot, threatening him, and announcing his determination of sending for the sheriff's officer. The peasant's second son, the brother of the soldier, furious at seeing his father thus menaced, had taken up a hatchet, with which he was going to kill the creditor notwithstanding the interposition of his mother who uttering piercing cries rushed forward to prevent him and was thrown down by him without his perceiving it so violent was his passion the person who had brought the louis from the soldier arrived in the midst of this tumult she had at first much difficulty in making herself heard but when they did begin to understand what she was saying peace was restored the father paid his creditor, the son rejoiced that he had not killed him, and thus this Louis d'Or saved a man's life, probably the lives of two men, for the son would have been punished for his crime. Perhaps, indeed, it saved a whole family, for the father and mother, who had only this son to assist them in their labours, would in all probability have died of misery and grief the creditor who had exacted this louis with so much severity belonged to the same village and was really in absolute want of the money because his harvest having failed he had not the necessary provisions for his family during the winter had the soldier's louis not arrived however it would have been useless for him to have put the father in prison he would have gained nothing as the old man possessed nothing but with this louis he bought five or five-and-twenty bushels of potatoes which were then very cheap and these served to support himself and his children the woman however from whom he had purchased the potatoes and who belonged to another village having the imprudence to cross in the dark a wood through which the road to her house lay three villains of the neighborhood in which she had sold her potatoes who had seen her receive the louis agreed to wait for her in the wood and rob her of it when therefore she had penetrated into the thicket they burst upon her threw her from her horse took the louis and were about to tear off her clothes and perhaps kill her when fancying they heard a noise they ran off in different directions he who held the louis endeavoured to escape from his companions that he might not share it with them but they met him that same evening at a tavern where he was spending it in drink they demanded their share, quarrelled, fought, and discovered all their secrets. They were arrested and sent to the galleys. The tavern-keeper interposed in the lawsuit. He wished to have the louis, as it had been spent at his house. The woman who sold the potatoes, and who had recovered and again mounted her horse, also claimed it, as it had been stolen from her. I know not whether they were indemnified, but the Louis, after having served as a proof of the theft, because it was the only one in the country, none of this particular coinage having been before introduced there, passed into the hands of an old lawyer, who quarrelled with an elderly lady after a friendship of thirty years, because she had wanted of him at Piquet during the course of six months, and had told him besides that he did not know how to play this old lady sent it as a new year's gift to one of her little granddaughters in paris who was saved by it from a very considerable annoyance her brother who though treated with a good deal of severity was nevertheless very disobedient and ill-behaved had taken from her father's library notwithstanding his having been forbidden to touch it a book which contained prints while reading it he had let an inkstand fall upon it and in order that he might not be suspected had carried it into the ante-room all this he communicated to his sister as a great secret making her solemnly promise to say nothing about it so that the servant might be suspected as her father was very particular about his books the young girl knew that the servant would be dismissed still she could not denounce her brother the book had been put in the ante-room during the evening and she wept all night at the thought of what was to happen next day for she was extremely kind and just in the morning on awaking the first thing she beheld was the louis which had been put upon her bed as a present from her grandmamma. her joy was extreme and she immediately sent for a copy of the book as her brother who had also received a louis finding himself screened would not spend his in this manner However, she consoled herself by thinking of the terrible pain she would have experienced in seeing an innocent person punished, without daring to justify him. The book cost exactly one Louis. This Louis passed into the hands of a librarian, and had a great influence on the destiny of a little boy, whose history I am about to relate to you. End of chapter 1